No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Ho Hello there. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It is Wednesday night, and in Australia, it is the night before Christmas. And all through the house, you know the rest of the... <laughs> you know how it goes. Etc, etc. Merry fucking Christmas. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to wish us a Merry Christmas, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper, ladies and gentlemen. We've got so much more to get through and so little time. It's going to be busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy pre-Christmas program tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on The Daily Boogie. Thank you for joining us. I hope you had a lovely couple of days. I certainly did, and I would... From everyone here at the Daily Boogie, ladies and gentlemen. From everyone Happy here. Hanukkah, my nigga. Happy Hanukkah. Victor underscore one underscore shroom to ten dollars. Merry Christmas to all boogies and boogers. Enjoy this song from the Fatherland. Oh, we will enjoy from the Fatherland. Danke, mein Herr. Uh, Victor von Shroom, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Ten bucks, man. That's very nice of you. That's very generous of you, sir. Merry fucking Christmas. Uh, Sleep Lady with the diamond as well. Thank you, Sleep Lady. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Big show to get through. Um, I am going to get to Victor's clip here straight out of the blocks. Thank you so much, sir. Let's see what he sent us. Always good stuff. Yes, 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 yes. This is exactly... <laughs> you know me so well, Victor. This is exactly what I want. Oh no, I haven't had I didn't have the video up. Thank you for joining us. Um actually before I play this, you know exactly the kind you know exactly what I like, Victor. That's why I love you. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> this is brilliant. This is exactly what I want at Christmas. Um thank you for joining us, of course. It is the last show we're going to do before Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know when I'll be back either. I know I, sh- I know I'm supposed to say this kind of thing at the end of the show. I'm supposed to pretend like it's not there, it's not happening, for the purposes of professionalism. But um, Christmas Eve, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> here in Australia. So I don't know when my next show is going to be. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending a little time with us here at Christmas. And I've got some fun stuff for you tonight. It's okay. We're going to have fun. But. Let's see what Victor has sent us now. This is exactly, like I said, this is exactly right up my alley, man. Let's go. Yes, yes. Oh, he's good, isn't he? Makes me stress and all the time. 
We could have all been doing this. Thanks for nothing, America. Thanks for nothing, UK. Thanks for nothing, Russia. This is what they took from us. We could all be doing this at Christmas. But no. No. No, instead, we've got to spend time with our families. (laughs) We've got to make dinners and sing Christmas carols and give people's presents and stuff. It's how awful. We could have been doing this instead. Thank you so much. Thank you for the clip, Victor. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We really, we really pulled the wrong rein on that one, didn't we? Um, Like I said, I've got a couple of items here for you tonight. As you know, on this program, we do, of course, um, we want you to be the best you that you can be. So we celebrate who you are. And, you know, this is a very, this is a very safe space for victimized individuals here on this program, ladies and gentlemen. We only ever take the positive view over and over because we believe in good things, especially at this time of Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. So when I see a person struggling with, like, say, their personal identity and stuff, and when I see them overcoming that, uh, it brings me joy. So I want to bring you this Christmas story, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Christmas edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. This one was sent through by Steph a couple of days ago. Merry Christmas, Steph. (laughs) Father who raped own child will receive taxpayer funding for gender transition and move to a women's prison. Looks like somebody's having a Merry Christmas, huh? Lucky, lucky. Must have been a good little boy. Or, Or girl. Whatever. In 2007, Mark Allen Campbell, who now prefers to go by Nicole Rose Campbell, he chose Nicole. I'm sorry, she chose Nicole. Of Wappen, Wisconsin, was arrested for sexually assaulting and abusing his 10-year-old daughter and was sentenced to, I'm going to add this word, only 34 years in prison. Ugh. So you can tell he's of this. She is obviously a very, you know, someone deserving of a Christmas miracle. <laughs> In December 2020, a federal judge declared that Campbell, at age 49, now identifying as a transgender woman, has a constitutional right to gender aff- uh, affirmation surgery paid by the taxpayers. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You know, I think we don't pay enough tax, to be honest with you. There are so many people who are going without in this world, and I just think that we have a social responsibility to make sure that we take care of these people. I mean, it really is on us. We have so much. We have so much to give. And I love the politicians who are, you know, are very generous with the tax money. Because I think it's very important that everybody feels uh, included and everybody is nobody is forced to go through the pain of not being able to be what they what they are. So I love them. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. Thank you for joining us, Kimmy. 
It's gender affirmation now. Yes, it is. It's affirmation. It's it's gender confirmation surgery. It's it's correct. We we should be calling it corrective surgery, really. And then that way there wouldn't be this drama around it. There wouldn't be this controversy. If we could just come up with a name that adequately massages the reality of the procedure, then I think a lot of this bigotry that we see around us, a lot of this phobic behaviour, I think it would just dissipate. Language is very important. Now identifying as a transgender woman has a constitutional right to gender affirmation surgery paid by the taxpayers. Racine Correctional Institute, a men's prison where Campbell has been housed, has allowed Campbell to dress in women's clothing and wear makeup. So there are some perks to prison life. Ladies, and I, I would, I would, you know, direct this directly to, you know, the real women out there, the ones who are empowered and prepared to fight for their freedoms, fight for their rights. And I just want to say that I'm on your side. So with that in mind, I present this for a topic of consideration. Don't you feel like it's a little unfair? Don't you feel like it's perhaps even bigoted, one might say, that uh, Campbell, Nicole Rose Campbell, is given free dresses and makeup in prison before you? Don't you think you should have free clothing and makeup as well? I mean, we're talking about the patriarchy here. Clothing and makeup are really just tools that misogynists use to keep women oppressed by creating an you know, an unrealistic standard of beauty that they project onto you. So if anybody should be getting free makeup and free dresses, it's probably you. I think it's only fair. Campbell has received taxpayer-funded hormone treatments and counselling since being incarcerated in 2013. Six years into the prison term, Campbell requested gender... And they actually use the term, Kimmy... (laughs) I hadn't read this far ahead, I promise you. They actually use the term, Campbell requested gender confirmation surgery. (laughs) Swear to God. Swear to God I didn't read it. Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the Diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Merry Christmas, bitches. Well, Merry Christmas to you too, bitch. Um, Oh, that's not really how it works, is it? Merry Christmas, Gypsy. (laughs) Gender confirmation surgery. At the time, Campbell's request was denied. Denied. Bunch of bigots on the court. In 2016, Campbell filed a lawsuit. Minister of Fun Kimmy with the diamond and the very bad pun. Hormone treatment. That's the kind of shit you get from the Minister of Fun here in Boogistan. Citizens have been uh, asking questions about the appointment. I, I, I've heard I've heard word on the street that there's a petition or something going around demanding better puns. <laughs> Thank you, Kimmy. <laughs> Premier Seventeen, get her out of here. <laughs> Kick her out. Winning team 
TV with a diamond. DLive.tv slash winning TV. No anesthetics and a rusty axe. Cut away, Boogs. Oh, we're cutting. We are cutting. At the time, Campbell's request was denied. In 2016, Campbell filed a lawsuit claiming that Campbell's Eighth Amendment rights had been violated as Department of Corrections officials were, quote, indifferent to Campbell's, quote, medical needs. The suit claims that Campbell was forced to suffer under the cruel and unusual punishment of not allowing Campbell to undergo drastic body modification surgery that would destroy Campbell's reproductive system and sexual health. That's the article saying that. That's not me. Joy of Pessy. Merry Christmas, Joy of Pessy, from everybody here at Boogie Stan. Thank you for joining us, sir. Since the DOC had provided Campbell with hormone therapy, Judge Diane Sykes argued that there was no way for them to anticipate the medical care being insufficient in resolving the inmate's distress. Certainly not the degree of violating Campbell's constitutional rights. The dissenting judge, Diane Wood, insisted that the DOC was deliberately indifferent to Campbell's condition, which could lead to self-castration. Just a quick reminder, Campbell was originally incarcerated for 34 years for raping his own 10-year-old daughter. Just a little gentle reminder. Because context is important. Because, you know, there's going to be a lot of bigots and science deniers out there who say that Campbell shouldn't receive this uh, important life-saving surgery purely because of the offence that they've committed. But those, those, those people are the problem. They're the kinds of people we need to eradicate. They're very bigoted. They're very bigoted and phobic, and they don't really understand justice. You know, the judges and whatnot. Further complications surrounded the fact Campbell was housed in a men's prison and the national standard of care for a candidate of gender confirmation surgery is to live a year as the opposite sex with, quote, real-life experience. This was determined to be impossible in a men's prison. Jesus, lawyers are good, aren't they? <laughs> lawyers are very good. <laughs> Holy shit, the chutzpah. In 2020, however, US District Judge James Patterson decided that seven years since Campbell's declaration of her intention to transition meant that Campbell had waited, quote, waited long enough. You have suffered enough, sir. It's time you get your Christmas miracle. <laughs> I love you, Judge. And I love you too, Nicole. <laughs> He waited long enough and had a constitutional right to the surgery. Peterson wrote, quote, Some members of the public are outraged at any effort to improve the health and well-being of inmates. <laughs> you stupid peasants. See, here I was. Here, I'm this idiot, right? I'm such a moron that I was kind of led to believe growing up and reading and, you know, doing homework, if you want to call it that. I was kind of led to believe, and perhaps I'm way off here, that in, a, in an ideal civic sense, the courts are essentially there to reflect, the, you know, the values of the population which they preside over. 
that's generally been the accepted, you know, terms of the judicial system going back not that long, only, you know, numerous centuries. That's generally the idea that the, you know, the punishments handed out or what have you, whatever you want to call it, rehabilitations, if, you, if that makes you sleep at night any easier, um, you know, that the, what, what society deems an illegal act, the, the courts are generally supposed to reflect the, the mood of the, of the people on that particular issue or that particular idea, right? That's generally what they're supposed to do. But <laughs> I'll read that quote again. Uh, the district judge, quote, some members of the public are outraged at any effort to improve the health and well-being of inmates, but the true public interest lies in alleviating needless suffering by those who are dependent on the government for their care. <laughs> you, you would be forgiven for thinking that, again, we were discussing uh, a man, pardon me, a woman now, uh, a person, you'd be forgiven for forgetting that we're discussing a person who was in prison in the first place for raping their own 10-year-old daughter. And you would be forgiven for perhaps thinking that if you just heard the words alone, that this this may not sound like a district court judge presiding over this individual. It sounds like somebody, quite frankly, who could be running a nursing home. Listen to this. I'll read it again. In 2020, however, US District Judge James Patterson decided that seven years since Campbell's declaration of her intention to transition meant that Campbell had, quote, waited long enough and, a, and had a constitutional right to the surgery. Peterson wrote, quote, and some members of the public are outraged at any effort to improve the health and well-being of inmates, but the true public interest lies in alleviating needless suffering by those who are dependent on the government for their care. Justice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, justice. In this case, the article continues, that means surgical alterations to a healthy body to appease the obviously... Oh, I'm not, I can't read that. I'm afraid that's very bigoted. That's <laughs> very bigoted. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A lovely Christmas story. <clears throat> now, this brings us quite nicely into our next item here. Because we all agree uh, on being COVID safe on this show, we think that you should do everything you can to make sure that you don't infect your loved ones and all of that kind of thing. So now this is going to get me into trouble, isn't it? <laughs> because this is a joint video by YouTube and the World Health Organization. So you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be factual and full of important data and full of research. And remember, trust the science. It's going to have a lot of that in there as well. So let's have a look here. Because this show's about education just as much as it is about entertainment. So let's let's check this out. Okay, team, COVID-19's a pretty tough opponent. Listen up! I'm here to give you the playbook for the super spreader event of the year, the holidays. First up, travel. Think again! Stay home! But if you can't stay put, at least stay safe. All right, let's go over the plays. You already know the basics. Wash hands. Wear masks around others. Get out of here! No crowds! If you drive to a small... <laughs> Presentation is interesting, isn't it? 
Lady of Diamonds Gypsy with the Diamond Fifth just steals the Diamond Gypsy. He can take my menopause. The, the presentation for this is quite bizarre, isn't it? Why, why does he sound like the ground announcer at, you know, a dirt bike fucking rally? <laughs> yeah, come on now, wash your hands. Here's the play-by-play. -play. <laughs> well, I, I had my doubts about this, but now, seeing as you put it that way, I mean, how could I possibly? <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> we'll sell you a ticket for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. After you've got your vaccination, though. You have to show your vaccination card before we can let you in. Get ready for a wild night of destruction, dirt, and racing. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Be there. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. We have to check your temperature before we let you in. And if you could just... Uh, scan your details at the front there. Have you had your uh, COVID vaccination in the last week or so? Have you been taking care of yourself, sir? Hot, hot, action, 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 freedom! Yes, sorry, sir, I'm, I'm sorry. You're sitting too close to the person next to you. Would you mind just scooching over maybe two or three feet? We gotta make sure everybody's safe. You know, when that tire breaks off the car there down there on the track, bounces over the barricade and decapitates your wife, we want to make sure that everybody's kept perfectly safe from that nasty little virus, okay? You know, that virus is very dangerous. Oh, look, another gas tank exploded. <laughs> you know, that COVID virus is very dangerous. Gotta make sure we're keeping everybody safe here. All gathering and there's more cars outside than a parking lot. Turn around. Crowds are back. Okay, you're inside. But nobody's wearing masks. Easy. Open the window and scram. Not scram. Today. Get out of here. Grandma, sweet potato. <laughs> Open the window and scram. Get out of here, you fucking pussy. <laughs> Never mind about grandma's cooking. If that bitch isn't wearing a mask, tell her to go fuck herself and leave. Winning TV with a diamond. Now I want to go to a monster truck show. Thanks, World Health Organization. <laughs> hey, <laughs> get out of here, you bum. <laughs> Jim Edward. Hey, if your family comes over and they're not social distancing, tell them to go fucking jump off a bridge. Open the window and run away, kid. Run straight to the homeless shelter. Run straight to that spot. <laughs> Run straight to that spot in the playground where you see the guy handing out candy. <laughs> Come on. Come on. This is serious. Hi. But Grandma's at risk. Talk to the Grandma's top of her head on the video call. It's not just me. Everybody's at risk. Look, we're all tired, but we're in the home stretch. Be safe. Do it for you. Do it for your family. Do yeah. it for the guy at the bus stop who feeds milk to birds. Go team. Make <laughs> me proud. Join us in keeping the holidays. Go team! Team YouTube. Woo! Woo! Don't you want to be on team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen? Don't you want to be on team World Health Organization? It's about time we start trusting science again. Hey, if somebody's not wearing a mask, open the window and run away! <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go from that to this, ladies and gentlemen. 
I have here a beautiful, beautiful thing for my American brothers and sisters, a very special Christmas message from the next president of the United States, Joe Biden. Bob this week, and I can and I must ask them to do it again next year. But even with the changes in approach, I'm going to put in place in late January, people are still going to be getting sick and dying from COVID. One thing I promise you about my leadership during this crisis, uh-huh. I'm going to tell it to you straight. Good. I'm going to tell sure. you the truth. Mm. And here's the simple truth. Okay. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us, uh, not behind us. Ah, see, that's a very, very clever thing to say because even if you fuck up, people will still be on your side. People will still compliment you. <laughs> hey, we all knew it was going to be tough. Remember the last two years they've been telling you all, look, it's very simple to combat coronavirus. You're just an idiot. Remember that? Remember all that? Two years of it. Maybe, well, not two years of it. Coronavirus, obviously. One year. It just feels like two. It's been such fun. <laughs> I can't remember which comedian it was. It was some uh, Southern, my favorite kind of comedian. It was some Southern comedian with a very, very dry sense of humor. And I can't remember his name, unfortunately. But he used to have a joke that he'd say all the time. Um, you know, people say that if you... Like, I can't remember which town he was from. Let's let's use the Forrest Gump example of Greenbow because it makes the most sense. He had this line where he was like, "If people say if you want to live a long life, you should move to Greenbow because every day feels like a fucking eternity. <laughs> so that's what kind of what 2020 feels like. A fucking eternity. So it's been all year, right? Uh, it's very simple to correct the mistakes of the coronavirus. We know what to do. We know what to do. It's very simple to fix this. And now, now as he's, you know, measuring up the drapes for the White House, I'll I tell you something, it's going to be a lot harder in 2021. <laughs> I'm, I'm, telling you to, I'm telling you the truth. I'm giving it to you straight. So what, were you lying a week ago? See how that just goes straight through to the catcher? Merry Christmas, everybody. 2021's going to be even worse. (laughs) And you know if he's saying it's going to be worse in 2021, then it's going to be much worse, right? It's not going to be better. It's not going to be better. If they had any reason to believe that 2021 was going to be better, they would say so. By him saying it's going to be harder, that's just another way of saying it's going to be worse. It is. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Foggy in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Let's carry on. Let's carry on here with this Christmas message from the president-elect, the office of the president-elect. Uh, Piper the Cricket with the diamond. Thank you for joining us, Piper. One horse pony soldier. So we need to prepare ourselves to steal our spines. Steal our spines. As frustrating it is to hear. Frustrating. It's going to take patience, persistence, and determination to beat this virus. Uh-huh. There'll be no time to waste in taking the steps we need to turn this crisis around. Yeah. My administration will start to do this its part. Again, I've, I've said this before on the show, but it's probably one of, like, if we want to do a little bit of 2020 recap, a little bit of 2020 review, that's probably one of, I mean, let's take COVID out, like the obvious ones, right? Let's take the obvious ones out of the equation for now. 
But that's one of the most disappointing things for me is that I I genuinely believe, see, I this is what happens when you have hope. This is what happens when you hope for the best from, from your fellow human beings, all right? You, you always get disappointed, so don't ever do it. <laughs> Kids, if you're listening out there, never have hope in people, ever. Never, ever. They will always let you down every single time. <laughs> so just the sooner you get rid of hope, the, the more happy you'll be, trust me. It's the hopeful pricks who are constantly feeling bad, feeling angry. Once you give up hope, it's liberating. You can enjoy life again instead of hoping that it gets better, you see? It's a small thing, but a big thing. So I had this genuine hope that we had reached a stage in our you know, our postmodern evolution that we would stop falling for just... We would stop celebrating empty political rhetoric. I, th- I genuinely thought we'd move past that. Like with 2015 and 2016, I just remember a lot of what politicians used to do just wasn't working anymore. You know, the empty statements, right? The the empty, lofty speeches, saying things without saying anything at all, the cliched political stuff. I genuinely thought we'd move beyond that, but we haven't. In fact, they doubled down and they won. <laughs> Now journalists demand that politicians use lofty, empty rhetoric. It's bizarre. I thought we'd move past it, but obviously not. And man, when I when I hear this guy speak, I get chills to that effect. Because he's one of the worst. He just says a lot of words without actually saying anything. Have a listen. Not behind us. So we need to prepare ahead I mean, of us. I mean, <laughs> The, the 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 funniest easiest joke in like political speeches and stuff is this constant uh you know juxtaposing right it's it's such a dumb cliched writing trick yeah everybody makes fun of it. like we will be moving forwards not backwards ring the bell right? and get your cheese man wow winning tv handing out five subs thank you so much phil very generous of you very generous. Phil TV. Uh, Phil TV. D- winning TV. DLive.tv slash winning TV with Phil TV. Thank you for joining. It's very generous. You know, uh, we need to get stronger, not weaker. We need to we need to be more inclusive, not exclusive. We need to be moving forwards, not backwards, right? That that kind of thing. And there is not one Biden speech on planet Earth in recorded history that doesn't contain at least a handful of these very cliched things. So you can understand why I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Let's have another listen. I'm going to tell it to you straight. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you the truth. And here's the simple truth. Right. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us, not behind us. <laughs> So we need to prepare ourselves yeah. to steal our spines. As frustrating it is to hear, it's going to take patience, persistence, and determination to beat this virus. There'll be no time to waste God. in taking the steps we need to turn this crisis around. My administration will start to do this its part on our first day in office with masking requirements, a new strategy for testing, accelerated protection, Protective gear. Whoa! Accelerated protective gear? 
Oh man, I hope this I hope this happens so much. I hope this fucking guy gets in there on day one and then tries to come up with some kind of bill or something. Whether it works or not, I don't care. But I hope he goes in there on day one and th- like, okay, from this day forward, all citizens of the United States are required to wear leather face masks <laughs> and wear welding helmets wherever they go. <laughs> I want that to happen. Face masks are not good enough. I have spoken with Dr. Fauci, and we have determined that from now on, everybody must wear the Chips-style 1970s motorbike helmet with the helmet on the top and just the clear plastic shield at the front. That's what—that's our official uniform now. I have signed it into law. You may thank me now, citizens. I am protecting And people will be like, I really love this new face mask, Lord. But, you know, what I love most about Joe Biden is he loves us and protects us. You know what I mean? That would be so nice. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A Christmas miracle. A Christmas message from the next president of the United States of America. Uh, as you know, I like to keep you updated with what's happening down here in little old Australia, ladies and gentlemen. The island nation, the beautiful island, paradise in the South Pacific. So fucking... Let's have a look here, because we've got, like I said, it's Christmas Eve here. We've got our own coronavirus Christmas stories happening. Have a look at this. Good evening. Sydney was facing a Christmas lockdown, ah. but tonight, some certainty we will be able to celebrate. Hey! Wonderful Christmas time. Thank you so much for giving us some of our freedoms back. Really appreciate it. We've been very good boys and girls. Thank you so much. You know, what I love most about the government is not only do they protect me and they keep me safe from evil things. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Philly. Philly X. Phil Billy. Phil Billy. Pardon me. You know, what I love most about the government, not only do they protect us and they keep us safe from, you know, very dangerous things. Exactly. Eliza in the chat. They're very generous with us. They give us lots of our freedoms back sometimes for, for a few days here and there. And, you know, when I when I wake up in the morning, I just know that I'm being hugged close to their bosom. They really do care for us and protect us. They really do love us. Congratulations. You're so good at following the rules. After another bumper day of COVID testing All resulted right. in just eight Beautiful. new cases, Beautiful. the rules have been drawn up. But where you live will determine what you can do. (laughs) So. (laughs) You're getting your Christmas back as long as you live here. I'm afraid if you live in a different part of town, no Christmas for you, children. Because, I mean, we did have eight cases yesterday. So this is very dangerous. If we, if we let you go out and just do what you want, you know, with your family at Christmas, I mean, it could be a... It could potentially... We're talking about a super spreader event here. So... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for keeping me safe. The city about to become even more divided. Yes, good. That's a good. In th- Santa Claus Red. Now, now I was about to drop this clip from the rundown, right? Because, like I said, I don't really pre-watch clips. 
I'll, sometimes I'll watch like the first 20 or 30 seconds of a clip and then I'll decide, okay, we're doing that on the show. And I was about to drop this clip from the show. I wasn't going to show it until this happened at 23 seconds in. Okay. So have a look at this. Now, what I love, what I love most about the corporate media is they're willing to speak truth to power. They're willing to speak truth to power and be objective all the time. And they're willing to stand up to these politicians on our behalf. That's what really why I love the corporate press. So you're going to enjoy this. Have a look at this. Have a look at this very objective, unbiased, hard-hitting presentation from the corporate media here in Australia, ladies and gentlemen. About to become even more divided. Mm-hmm. In Santa Claus Red, it was a Christmas message from the Premier. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. I have to ask this. You know, if we were at a bar or something and you were talking this way, my first question would be, man, are you trying to fuck her? (laughs) Fucking take it. I hope she sees this, bro. Relax, man. Come on. <laughs> In Santa Claus Red, oh, it so... was a Christmas message from the Premier. She's so giving. It's so wonderful. Merry Christmas, everybody. Dressed in Santa Claus Red. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's who's not allowed to leave their home on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. Dressed in Santa Claus Red, the Premier had a Christmas message for people. Uh, all of you living on the northern beaches, fuck you. You're staying at home. Too fucking bad. I don't want to hear you whinging. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. And people tuned in, hoping for a little bit of cheer. Uh, people, people again. Some people still try to tell me that politicians are doing this like this is a burden for politicians, right? I, I can't remember what I was reading. It was some story earlier, and it was about Joe Biden. It's like Joe Biden is. Joe Biden is starting his presidency in a harder place than any other president in American history. <laughs> Wait, fucking, they were, they were, and they, they were being serious. It wasn't satire or anything. I was laughing hysterically while I was reading this garbage. Because yeah, I'm thinking, well, there's been presidents, you know, when there's been like wars and shit. <laughs> so, you know. Sometimes maybe, maybe this isn't the most dangerous era for any president blah 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 and it's it was all about you know all of this fawning which you're just gonna have to get used to if biden does in fact become the president then you're just gonna have to get used to all this constant fawning and ego stroking and massaging of messaging and just pretending like he's the greatest thing since sliced fucking fucking bread you know what i mean you just have to get used to it but there is a level of absurdity that i think even the most uh dare I say it, low wavelength individual, they'll be able to pick up on that frequency anyway. You know what I mean? They won't be able to help it. They'll go, eh, I don't know about this. And Joe Biden, he's it's so brave. He's sacrificing so much, you see, because this is the worst possible time to be a president that any president has ever had with the coronavirus. It's like, bullshit, they fucking love it. Winning TV with a diamond. Yay! We have the most diverse admin in UN history. Or just in history. Yes, it's a very diverse ad- administration. I will get to that. I have that clip. Well, I'll hope to get to it anyway, because I've got other stuff to get to as well. But, 
These people who try to tell you the politicians don't love doing this. Of course, they love doing this. I mean, look at this. We're showing on the news how people are sitting around the television waiting waiting to watch the politicians' press conference. That hasn't happened since World War II, where people gave a fuck what politicians say. So they love this. They love the cameras. They love being able to speak to the voters every single day because otherwise the voters aren't paying attention most of the time, right? Coffee Talk with Sandra with the diamond, dlive.tv slash Coffee Talk with Sandra. Merry Christmas, Bookster. Merry Christmas to you too. There was some good news. Over the next few days, there will be modest changes to restrictions. But it came with conditions. A line drawn in the sand on the northern beaches, leaving families divided on their most important day of the year. (laughs) There was some good news. I mean, this is what qualifies as good news now. There is some good news. There will be some modest changes to Christmas Day restrictions. <laughs> oh, that's that, that good. Thank you for the good news. You know, for a minute there, I thought that this was going to be a little bit tepid and subpar. I'm so excited now. Modest, modest changes, you say? How wonderful. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. They <laughs> love this shit. Modest changes, so modest changes really means that's political talk for we're not changing anything. There's some modest changes. <laughs> yes, it still means fucked, exactly. Modest still means shitty. It's a Christmas miracle. Dressed in Santa Claus red, it was a Christmas message from the Premier. <laughs> Isn't it fucking wonderful? All right. Uh, I do have a little bit of good news for you, though. There's some good news coming. Don't worry. Roaring 2020s will be a post-COVID vaccine sex fest. (laughs) An era of vice and indulgence. Now, you wouldn't take the vaccine. You weren't going to take the vaccine. Ben K. Veritas with the diamond. Merry Christmas, Boogs and Boogers. Merry Christmas to you too, Ben. Merry Christmas to you and thank you. Now, you weren't going to take the vaccine if they threatened air travel. Why do I need to travel for? Why do I need to travel in the air for? I got everything I need right here. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta jump on no fucking flying tin can. That's for damn sure. I ain't going nowhere. And they were like, all right, well, now we're coming for your job. You know, if you don't get the vaccine, we're not going to let you work. I don't give a fuck. I ain't got a job anyway. I don't need a goddamn job. I don't need a goddamn job. I'm just here. I go hunting when I need to eat. I don't need your damn vaccine. I don't need your job. I don't need your air travel. They're like, okay. Now, how about this? What if we promise you that after you take the vaccine, you'll be able to be invited to orgies and drug-fueled parties? Well, okay then. <laughs> well, okay then. Okay, you twisted my arm. There's o- there's only so much people can take. Being stuck inside during the coronavirus pandemic has been tough for millions of people, and it could have could have a huge impact one how we behave afterwards according to the experts, ladies and gentlemen. We're back to listening to the experts. Good. 
If anybody, if anybody gets everything right all the time, it's the experts. The rest of the 2020s will be filled with, quote, sexual li- licentiousness. I, I don't, I've never seen that word before. After people across the world emerge from the lockdowns enforced by the coronavirus pandemic, enforced, enforced by the coronavirus pandemic, as though the virus was in charge. <laughs> they really don't think much of you, do they? <laughs> Enforced by the coronavirus pandemic. No, no, no. No, no, no. Enforced by the politicians. Ah. You know, the virus wasn't signing fucking... The virus wasn't signing bills. The virus wasn't issuing fines and arresting people. The virus isn't giving press conferences talking about modest changes to the Christmas Day restrictions list. That's the politicians, sir. Oh, I see. But I can see how you can get these things confused, especially when you're an expert. The rest of the 2020s will be filled with lots of sex. After people across the world emerge from the lockdowns enforced by the coronavirus pandemic, an expert has predicted. This exciting prediction has been made by Yale professor Dr. Nicholas Christakis, ladies and gentlemen, that Greek passion. He's a hot Greek man. (laughs) Dr. Nick Christakis. (laughs) He's a doctor, but he never wears a coat. He only ever wears like a satin, a blue, a light blue satin shirt, long sleeve, but with the sleeves rolled up and the top two buttons undone. So you can see the gold cross chain. Just, just making an appearance in the correct light through his, you know, jungle-like chest hair. Dr. Nick Krasakis. Yeah, I don't know about you, baby, but I've got this feeling. This is how the Greeks in this country talk, by the way. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. Yeah, but listen to, listen to me, baby. I don't know if you understand this or not, but there's going to be a lot of sex. There's going to be a lot of partying. You, you hearing me there, babe? How you doing? Yeah, baby, my name is Dr. Nick Christakis. I'm an expert when it comes to, like, the coronaviruses. And I'm just here to tell you, baby, that after this coronavirus thing is all done, you and me and everybody else you see is going to be getting it on. You understanding me, baby? You listening to me? (laughs) Quote, during epidemics, you get increases in religiosity. People become more abstentious. They save money. They get risk-averse, and we're seeing all of that now, just as we have for hundreds of years during epidemics, Christakis told The Guardian. In 2024, all of those pandemic trends will be reversed. How is this different to, like, predicting the end of the world, for example? In 2024, this will all be the opposite. Why? On what basis do you draw this conclusion? Quote, people will relentlessly seek out social interactions. Dr. Christakis says this could include sex, liberal spending, and reverse of religiosity. So we're talking like Sodom and Gomorrah now. And I'm on my way back home. Isn't it nice? I mean... One is very cautious when bringing up 
things like, say, the Book of Revelation. But it's very likely, it's very likely, depending on who you listen to, but that by, you know, in maybe just a handful of years, in maybe less than five years, we could have a situation where if you don't get marked as being vaccinated, you won't be allowed to participate in the market. You won't be allowed to have a job. You won't be allowed to. You won't be allowed to go into stores to buy products. You won't be allowed to sell products. You won't be allowed to travel because you wouldn't have received this vaccine or this mark. At least some indication that you've taken the vaccine, perhaps. And now, and now we have experts predicting that by 2024 there will be a complete reverse of religion. And it's essentially going to be just a whole society-wide orgy. <laughs> this would also be somebody I suspect who would be like, "There's no, there's no truth whatsoever in any of the Bible stories." <laughs> you know what I mean? Since it is Christmas, which I just find absolutely fantastic. There you go. The Roaring 2020s, ladies and gentlemen, will be a post-COVID vaccine sex fest and an era of vice and indulgence. With that, I'm going to take a quick five-minute break, refresh my beverage, and when we return, so much more to get through on this Christmas edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So stick around and we'll see you soon. Ian Michael, Glass Art, head of the British Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations in suggesting that Ian Michael is a visionary, uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, uh, I recommend him to all of our... Our, our service members and all of our, our union members require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art. Not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria? Not knowing whether to wear a mask or not. Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well, it's Char Worthington here with Char Money Live, where you can have a Chahoochinani of a good time. We have everything from Chikern events to a Chasource in McCarran, where these Chikans just be going Chagrazy. It's off the hinge. We even got Karen's jumping off of trailers. We got Karen's going Chagrazy over french fries. We even have Karen's that think they have the force. It's insane over here at Chamberlain Live. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen, due to hysterical laughing, and inability to shield off cameras to come within six feet of your disease, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence, and lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and not let immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time and transition from sleep to awake.
Here at the Daily Boogie, we respect our elders. Mr. Mueller, rather than purely relying on the evidence provided by witnesses and documents, I, I think you relied a lot on media. I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. How many times I what? Cited the Washington Post. <laughs> how many times I what? Mr. Mueller, I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. Sorry, would I like some toast? No, no, no. How many times did you cite the Washington Post? I'm sorry, at the party, am I a good host? I'm a very good host. No, no, Mr. Mueller, how many times, yes, did you cite, yes, yes, the Washington Post? The Washington host. I, well, I don't know the Washington host, but I've heard good things about him. There's always lots of hors d'oeuvres. You know, I, I, I remember back when I was a younger man. A younger man, we, we, would host, we would host many soirees. Of course, back then. Of course, back then. Uh, I, was, I was quite debonair. I was a big, big fan with the ladies. The ladies very much enjoyed my company. And uh, myself and the Washington host would get around town, make, make tremendous friends, and then, of course, I would always be up at the crack of dawn the next day to get the daily news, because, as you know, in those days, they didn't bring the newspaper to your front door. You would have to go down the, go down the road and get it yourself. And I would always make sure that I had a sixpence in my pocket to ride the trolley. <laughs> No, Mr. Mullen, how many times did you cite the Washington Post? Oh, the Washington Post, yes. Well, it was a tremendous paper. I remember back in the early days, you could purchase the Washington Post, a cup of coffee, and ride the trolley, all for around four cents. Those were it was a tremendous time to be alive. Post in your report. I do not have knowledge of that yeah. figure, but I, I well, that's I, it. I don't have knowledge of that figure. I counted about 60 times. How many times did you cite the New York Times? I counted... Yeah, I have no idea. I counted about... I, I have no idea because I didn't write the fucking thing. Subscribe to the Daily Boogie podcast. It's what granddad would want. Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. 
second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for joining us on this Christmas edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Just another reminder, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter, patreon.com slash boogiebumper, become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, then you can do so by following me at boogiebumper. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, the last show before Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, dlive.tv slash boogiebumper. Or you can, of course, head to streamlabs.com slash boogiebumper. Uh, so much to get through. I did put a tweet out earlier and, you know, a couple of people have sent through some stuff that they want us to go over here. So we will get to that as well. So I just have a couple of stories that I need to power through. Another positive Christmas story for you, ladies and gentlemen. It's another Christmas miracle. Thank you so much for keeping me safe. <laughs> this is fucking incredible. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, got a gay throat, a uh, gay frog in my throat. Drivers waiting at COVID-19 testing clinic cop $349 fine. Mucus phlegm brain tipped $15. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. It's very generous. Thank you so much, man. That's awesome of you. Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to you too, mucus phlegm brain. How about this, though? How would you be? Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. Drivers waiting at a COVID-19 testing clinic get fined $349 and five demerit points. So that's, we have a system here in this country, a demerit point system for your license. So if you commit a traffic offense, you lose points. You start off with 12 points. And so, you know, something like if you run a red light, that might be three points, for example, right? Driving without your seatbelt might be three. I don't, I don't know the exact number, but there's a whole list of what you lose points for. So people who had lined up to be tested for COVID-19 were being fined $350 and, and losing five demerit points on their license. <laughs> We're all in this together. Now they're finding people for, for following the fucking rules. <laughs> demerits are you children uh, static this is going to be one of those there's a couple of things australia is a very funny place culturally now you have to remember that this is essentially the only country where the prisoners ended up running it right <laughs> this was a country this was a country founded by literal prisoners <laughs> so Every everything's everybody's trying to rip you off. Everybody's trying to get as much money out of you at all times. It's just part of who we are. So, yes, of course, of course, there's a demerit season. This is what happens when culturally, you know, you know, you're basically a, a prison that became a country. This is just gonna it's gonna be part of the deal. <laughs> uh, Premier Premier Gladys Berejiklian. Remember the woman we just watched who was dressed in Santa Claus red with a Christmas message. Premier Gladys Berejiklian has weighed in after police targeted drivers waiting for hours at a Sydney testing clinic and handed out fines. Greeno actually sent this through. Have a listen to this. New South Wales police have been blasted over the cruel decision to fine people who lined up for hours at Sydney's Bondi Beach COVID-19 testing clinic. The government has called on people with even the mildest uh, symptoms to go and get tested for coronavirus as the Northern Beaches cluster continues to grow. Thousands of people have responded to the call with testing clinics across Sydney packed with people wanting to do their part to help contain the outbreak. Thank you for keeping me safe. 
thank you so much for keeping me safe. <laughs> Listen to this. With so many people rushing to get tested, the wait times at the clinic increased dramatically, with some people having to wait up to seven hours. Seven people were waiting in line to be tested for COVID for seven fucking hours. Nah. Nope. Nope. I, 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 one of my pet hates is waiting in lines. I, I can't do it. It's not so much impatience. I don't, I don't know what it is, but there's something about that situation that makes me very fucking OCD. Gives me an anxiety attack. You know what I mean? I can't do it. I hate waiting in lines. Now, when I say that, like I'll wait in line at the checkout to buy stuff, right? I'll wait in line, you know, for fuel and shit, yeah, reasonably. But I've been known to walk into a restaurant, see how busy it is, and then turn to my wife and go, no, nah, we're not eating here, and walk out because the line's too big. No, nah, we'll go somewhere else. I don't care. I'm not waiting. So it's just one of my things, right? I can't do it. Seven hours waiting in line to be tested for coronavirus? Nope. No, thanks. Nah. <laughs> Fucking arrest me. <laughs> Cuff me and drag me away now. Get me out, anything to get me out of this fucking line, I will do. There's no way I'm waiting seven hours. So these good citizens, right, these patriotic citizens who believe in science and want to do the right thing, they want to make sure they're safe before Christmas and, you know, going and seeing their relatives and all of that kind of thing. They're doing the right thing. They're following the rules. They're waiting seven hours at a clinic to be tested for coronavirus, a process that takes merely a couple of minutes. Quote, residents in the city's eastern suburbs had to wait for hours in their cars before undergoing the uncomfortable nose swab test and then were thanked for their efforts with a $349 fine and five demerit points. Oh, it's just, it's just kicking you in the nuts after you've been hit by a fucking truck, isn't it? It's like, imagine if you walked across the street and somebody ran a red light in a cab and sideswiped you right, and broke your hips, and you're now a crumpled mess on the sidewalk, and the first person who comes up to you steals your wallet. That's what it is. <laughs> the government is just a sadistic fucking entity that hates you. They do. They hate you. You are a problem. No, actually, Boogie, the government loves us. Not only do they protect me and love me, but they also set up these uh, testing clinics and then find the people who are lining up $350. That's important taxation money. That builds hospitals and schools. <laughs> they really do care. Premier Gladys Berejiklian addressed the fines during a press conference on Tuesday, saying she understands nine people were handed infringements. Seven of those fines have been revoked, but I understand for two of those fines, there were additional issues. Common sense prevailed, and we will always ask for discretion at this time. When they say common sense prevailed, that means somebody high up the chain got on the phone and said, what the fuck are they doing down there? Stop handing fines out. Stop fucking fining people. Stop it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they mean when common sense prevails. <laughs> it means somebody had a very, very angry phone call and made some demands from higher up. 
because finding people whilst they're being forced to wait in a queue for seven hours to be tested for coronavirus, finding them for a traffic infringement because they've been there too long, it may be perceived as negative PR. Maybe. Joanne G with a diamond. Thank you for joining us, Joanne G. Mary, just Mary. I'm going to assume that's Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Joanne G with another diamond, Christmas. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you so much for joining us. There you have it. (laughs) Joanne G with another diamond, Boogie. So the three spell out Merry Christmas, Boogie. Merry Christmas to you too. That's very kind of you. Thank you so much. Uh, Grinch caught stealing Christmas lights from Chris uh, from Queensland home. Let's have a look at this. The, the Grinch is real, ladies and gentlemen. Turns out Grinches are real. Here are two. They don't steal Christmas, though. No, it's simpler than that. They steal Christmas lights. I told you, Australians are. Australia is a country of thieves. We will steal anything. Anything. We, we will steal the Christmas lights from your front yard. Iceman4433 with the diamond, dlive.tv slash Iceman4433. Thank you for joining us, Rusty. Merry Christmas. Here's your fine. Exactly. Like we've said on this show before, uh, a tax is a fine for doing the right thing and a fine is a tax for doing the wrong thing. So anything that isn't bolted down in Australia is fair game. And somebody in the chat was asking before why, you know, why do you have demerit points? Well... (laughs) I would like to give you Exhibit A. People are going around stealing fucking Christmas lights at Christmas. <laughs> off the, off, They're just stealing the displays right out of the front yard. <laughs> Turns out Grinches are real. Here are two. They don't steal Christmas, though. No, it's simpler than that. They steal Christmas lights. At Harvey Bay, in full view of motorists, this man pulls something he likes from the front fence. Wow. Fairy lights catch this thief's eye, unwinding them off a tree and walking away as they still flash. At least this crook... <laughs> Original Rev in the chat, this is what happens when you give up your guns. <laughs> that's, that's probably the best... That's probably the best argument I've seen so far. <laughs> switches the light off before stealing it. Well, you got to be Tis safe. the season and it's happening all over the world. This from Victoria. Certainly not undercover driving around in a ute like this. It's sad, actually, because it's supposed to be the time of giving and this time of love and joy. <laughs> it's certainly not that. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, the little video. Come on, little video. Let's finish. Let's finish what we started here, please. Come on, you can do it. Let's go. Come on, Camp Hill, no stealing, more slashing. Decorations destroyed across several streets. Why is anybody's guess? Because because it's very colourful and pretty and they wanted it. That's why. What is their motivation for doing this? (laughs) They're just stealing stuff. That's Stealing is the motivation for stealing. That's all you need. Why did you take that? I don't know. <laughs> I wanted it. <laughs> That's it. Well, I think we can point to a numerous socioeconomic factors and perhaps influences in the juvenile years, which would indicate that certain people from a certain area are perhaps more 
prone to acting out against society. No, 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 they just wanted it. They, I, I saw shiny, I saw shiny pretty thing I pick up, I put in my car. That's it, exactly. Foggy to chat. Fuck you. That's why. <laughs> decorations are big or small, expensive or cheap. There are uh -huh. some really simple ways to make sure they stay exactly where you want them to. Cheapest and easiest way would be using cable ties, to be honest. Let's make sure. you got to... <laughs> Joey and G with a diamond. Is Boogie Stan safe from the Grinch? It most certainly is. There is a there's a Duterte style order within the borders of Boogie Stan. If you see the Grinch, you may shoot him on sight without any fear of penalty. When it comes to the Grinch, we support vigilantism. Just to let you know. So if anybody spots that little green fucker, pop him. <laughs> take him take take him down. Take him out. <laughs> You will not be punished. You'll be rewarded. You'll get a ticker tape parade. People will put pictures of you up in their homes. We'll make a statue for you at the at the front border of Boogie Stan. This is the place where the where the Grinch was killed proudly. We ended the we ended the nightmare for everybody. <laughs> Sure, you you fasten them as tightly as you can. More often, listen, listen to this fucking shit. <laughs> listen to this. Now we have to get tips on how to prevent people stealing. This is peak. Do you want how many peak twenty twenty stories can we possibly do in one year? But if you want twenty twenty in a nutshell, this is it. How do we stop people stealing our Christmas decorations? <laughs> Where you want them to. Cheapest and easiest way would be using cable ties, to be honest. Just make sure you, you fasten them as tightly as you can. More often... We, we have to cable tie our Christmas decorations to our house to stop people stealing them. <laughs> and these are not clandestine operations. Look. They're just walking up to the front yard and taking it. <laughs> They're just walking up and taking your shit. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. See you next year. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> How do we prevent this? Well, we should probably start fastening the Christmas decorations to our lawn in some way. I'm thinking about using a bike lock, but, you know, they'll bring bolt cutters then. What's it? What the, yes, a cable tie is going to stop them. They would never think to bring scissors. <laughs> How did they overcome? How did they overcome my sophisticated security uh, system here? I cable tied everything to the banister. Yeah, we just bought a pair of scissors with us. Done. <laughs> that was easy. Wow, good advice. Thank you for the advice, though. Wonderful stuff. Uh, we also have this, the Grinch, ladies and gentlemen, getting tested for COVID-19. <laughs> Why would the Grinch get tested? If the Grinch, if the Grinch was, re if this was really the Grinch, I'm starting to think that this isn't the real Grinch. If this was really the Grinch, wouldn't he just be going around coughing in everybody's face? He'd be going around coughing in the faces of every shopping mall Santa Claus, right? <coughs> You're out of there, Santa. Time to quarantine. He'd make sure that all the Santa Clauses are quarantining at the same time. We need a new Grinch. This one's obviously an idiot. 
He he obviously hasn't read The Art of War. <laughs> right? Come on, Grinchy. You can do so much better. No. Unfortunately, the Grinch has been recruit he has been recruited into the the, the caring arms of the government propaganda network. <laughs> yes. We're now even using the Grinch to sell the Christmas COVID message. Isn't it wonderful? in the chat. Someone tell the Grinch he doesn't fucking follow the rules. That reminds me of something actually very funny. Winning TV with a diamond. Woo, Vil is on lockdown now. Grinch is positive. Oh no, the Grinch has been, he's tested positive. He's got a quarantine. Oh no. Grinchy. <laughs> Foggy in the chat. The Grinch doesn't follow. That reminds me of a very funny thing. Probably the funniest thing I ever heard. Uh, uh, Alex, oh God, what's his name? I forget his name now. Gavin McGuinness. Um, you know, you can have your views on Gavin McGuinness whether you like him or not. That's up coming. to you. I'll see you in hell. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. I wouldn't say I'm a big Gavin McGuinness fan, but I'm not. Like, he doesn't bother me in any way. He just does his thing. It's like, okay, whatever. But I, I don't, I'm not a regular listener or anything like that. But probably the funniest thing I ever heard him say was um, <laughs> how disgusted he was when back, this was back in 2015 era the world was such a different place back then wasn't it? it was so different in 2015 2016 there was so much optimism wasn't there <laughs> we were so we were so like pumped and primed this is gonna be great <laughs> everyone was like man this is gonna be awesome we're gonna fucking do everything it's gonna be so good oh hindsight <laughs> so this was back in like 2015 2016 and he wasn't even, I don't think he was infamous then. He still had all of his platforms and everything. He still had a Twitter account and all that stuff. So he went to some kind of rally and there were communists there doing a counter protest. And he said, he said it was the most disgusting thing he's ever seen because apparently there was like a local order in this city that um, flag poles couldn't be made out of wood because they could be determined to be like a weapon. So all of these communists were running around with flags on cardboard flagpoles. <laughs> and he's like, you fucking call yourself a communist. You're just following the rules. <laughs> you know, like, Fuck yeah, down with the system. As long as we follow the rules though. <laughs> like you're the, you're the world's worst fucking communists. We better do what the police say, guys. <laughs> Somebody tell the Grinch he doesn't follow the rules. No, now everybody follows the rules, Foggy. Kitty Bean in chat. The Grinch getting tested is like Satan playing his paying his taxes on time and in full. <laughs> there you go. Grinchy getting his little coronavirus swab. How are we going for time? All right, let's do some of these. Um, thank you for sending through some links. Let's have a look here. Amberlina sent this one through. Woman finds used COVID-19 test swab in her package. In her package? 
Let's have a look here. Oh, I do, I do love these little local news reports the most. These are my favorite little stories. Thank you, Amberlina. Let's have a look here. For Christmas this year, Andrea Ellis did the bulk of her shopping online. Uh -huh. One package came with a shocking bonus item. I, of course, was just, what do I do? What do I do? She ordered garden flags from Kohl's for her grandma. At the bottom of the yellow padded envelope, a COVID-19 test swab belonging to a woman in Virginia. I kept thinking. Uh, is this part of it or <laughs> what am I what am I supposed to do with the bag that has imagine hello calls call service hotline how can I help you yeah hi I just received a package I ordered a couple of uh garden towels garden flags for my mother for Christmas mm -hmm, yeah and so where did you purchase the flags <laughs> yeah I just have a question now the the biohazard coronavirus testing kit, the one that's all sealed up, like, is that part of the package or am I missing some screws or something? Put these flags together. <laughs> Are you saying you received a biohazard test package in your in your in your packages? <laughs> I wasn't sure what to do with it. I did, I just didn't know. A COVID nineteen test swab belonging to a woman in Virginia. <laughs> I kept thinking, I got something else in here. I must have got somebody else's order of some kind, but I'm like, no, no, not biohazard. Ellis quickly realized <laughs> through the clear bag she could see the patient. Now, if this had have been mailed to a politician, the whole country would have been put in fucking lockdown. Everybody would have been evacuated from Washington, D.C. This I can just imagine this lovely woman. She seems lovely. Like, just holding the package and, like, holding... I would, too. Like, pick it up and reading it, you know, flicking it around. Honey, what do you think this biohazard package is doing in here exactly? <laughs> At first, I thought it may have been part of the package, but then I'm like, no, hang on. It's got biohazard written on it. It can't be. It can't be part of it. No, this isn't right. This isn't... No, this ain't supposed to be here information. Love I it. sent her an email, plus I called her work phone and left a voicemail. She made uh -huh. a couple other calls, too. Calling the health department, calling the non-emergency, talking to some nurse friends or doctor friends. Yeah, I was reaching out to everyone that I felt like could have something to say about it. The police took the test at first, but quickly brought it back 15 minutes later. It was the health department that finally took the mystery test from Ellis. She was test. going to reach out to the Virginia Health Department. As for how the test got in a Kohl's package, that part's a mystery too. The <laughs> vice president of sales telling Ellis the store is looking into it. They might sell it third party, like a third party flag. And apparently they must have COVID tests in that building. It's a mystery. What? Wherever the stuff is packaged, that's where it came from, obviously. Obviously, it didn't get in the package after it was fucking sealed. So we it's not a mystery. <laughs> These fuckers. We know where it was. Wherever the fucking thing was put together, that's where the testing kit went in. We have, on the line, we have the CEO of Coles here to discuss the mystery. They're calling it the mystery package. We have the CEO of Coles here to discuss the mystery package. Well, yeah, I tell you, this one is a, this one's a noodle scratcher. We uh, we have just got no idea where that biohazardous material even came from. I just I just came to I wish I could help you out. <laughs> it's just a mystery. 
<laughs> the police said, fuck this, take it back. They did. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe, policeman. The policeman returned it to her after 15 minutes. They said, this is out of our jurisdiction. I wonder if they did it like a bag of flaming dog poop, like just knocked on the door and threw the biohazard bag on the front porch and then ran. <laughs> Doing a donut in the cop car as they leave. Oh, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> fuck you, old lady Sally. Cool, bro. As well. The woman whose test it was said she got tested on December 11th, uh-huh. but never got hey. the results back. That is, until the call from a random stranger in Illinois. She just was super grateful letting her know where it had gone because she, at this point, um, no one could give her an answer. The woman got a... <laughs> Nobody could give her an answer. <laughs> she got tested and the test ended up in a different fucking part of the country. Isn't that lovely? Thank you for that, Ambelina. Uh, Ambelina sends another one. One more, she says. One more. Okay, one more. A, pe- a peculiar kind of racist patriarchy. Oh, this looks this looks like a very heavy one. Oh, <laughs> I tell you what, can can I, if it's okay, can I put that one in the? I'll have a little read of it first and see if I can pick out a couple of paragraphs because I mean, look at look at this. This is a fucking tome here. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get through this in a couple of minutes. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm a podcaster, not a fucking magician. <laughs> I'll. I'll put that in the file and we'll address that when we come back. I'll like, I'll have a proper, I'll have a real gander at it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Original Rev sent this one through. Morality pills. Oh, this is me. Yes, yes. Now we're talking. Yes. Come on now. This is Soma, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know what Soma is, you are an uncultured peasant. (laughs) Brave New World. COVID-19 is a collective risk. It threatens everyone. And, well, it doesn't, though, does it really? It doesn't really. It threatens It threatens some people a lot more than others. Put it that way. COVID-19 is a collective risk. It threatens everyone. And we all must cooperate to lower the chance that the coronavirus harms any one individual. Among other things, that means keeping safe social distances and wearing masks. But many people choose not to do these things, making spread of infection more likely. Those people are awful bigots. When someone chooses not to follow public health guidelines (laughs) around the coronavirus, they're defecting from the public good. It's the moral equivalent of the tragedy of the commons. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not. No, it's not. It's the preservation of individual rights and the sanctity of self. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a selfish science denier. It's the tragedy of the commons. Quote, if everyone shares the same pasture for their individual flock, some people are going to graze their animals longer or let them eat more than their fair share, ruining the commons in the process. Selfish and self-defeating behaviour undermines the pursuit of something from which everyone can benefit. I can see the point they're trying to make. It becomes null and void, though, when you're advocating that the pasture be shut down. When you're advocating that people be arrested for grazing their animals on the communal pasture. That's what you want, so get the fuck out of here. (laughs) 
democratically enacted enforceable rules. Democratically enacted enforceable rules. <laughs> Oh, I just love the twisting of language in 2020. Are you not going to follow the democratically enacted enforceable rules? Notice they'll do anything to avoid saying law. <laughs> oh, these people, I love it. This kind of shit used to make me mad, but now I tip my hat to it and I go, oh, you're so good. Mandating things like mask wearing and social distancing might work, if defectors could be coerced into adhering to them, but not all states have opted to pass them or to enforce the rules that are in place. My research in bioethics focuses on questions like how to introduce those who are non-cooperative to get on board with what's best for the public good. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. One step too far with the diamond. Thank you for joining us. One step too far and follow D on D Live, ladies and gentlemen. One step too far. Cops find her for mishandling COVID paraphernalia. Very good. Yeah. The chick with the biohazard bag. Hey, that's stolen property. We should arrest her. <laughs> Just because you're in receipt of stolen property doesn't mean you are now the owner of stolen property. She should have been thrown in fucking prison. If we were serious if we were serious, but of course we're not. We let too many of these deniers off the hook, if you ask me. To me, it seems the problem of coronavirus defectors could be solved by moral enha- moral enhancement, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> moral enhancement. This article is an Orwellian uh, newspeak fucking wet dream, this. Moral enhancement democratically elected enforceable rules holy shit i'm getting hard reading this this is this is some fucking deep level deep deep level uh programming here <laughs> yes coronavirus defectors could be solved by moral enhancement quote listen to this like receiving a vaccine to beef up your immune system People could take a substance to boost to boost their cooperative pro-social behavior. Could a psychoactive pill be the solution to the pandemic? I'm gonna let that just I'm gonna let that simmer for a moment. That that sentence again. <clears throat> wow, wow. Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond. Remember the anti-religion vax they were creating? I do. Yes, I do. They said that they they said that they had a drug which interacted with the part of your brain that um you know conducts you know faith and belief and stuff like that. That was some years ago now. Oh, it is soma. It is exactly soma. Listen to this 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 line again. Like receiving a vaccine to beef up your immune system, people could take a substance to boost their pro, uh, their cooperative pro-social behavior. I love that, pro-social behavior. Could a psychoactive pill be the solution to the pandemic? Literally drugging you into accepting the vaccine. They, they want to drug you. They want to drug you. So you are cooperative with the government. Let that settle in.
Merry fucking Christmas, huh? We're, we're dealing we're dealing with criminally dangerous people. Dangerous people. And <clears throat> they they either they either know exactly what they're doing, which is evil, or they're just really, 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 really dumb. And it, the, the problem is it's hard to tell the difference. You know what I mean? Because they say the same things. Imagine, imagine believing this. I, I can't. We, we want to drug people so they agree with the government. These are scary people. These, these are the people who have been, you know, bossing us around. You think you think you think arguing and you know having a constitution and stuff like that you think all of that stuff matters to people who are willing to drug everybody to agree with them. You know what I mean? I mean it's all it's all well and good. It's all well and good to say well, you know, nobody'll have this because we love we love freedom and we have our constitution and stuff. You have to understand like what you're dealing with here. You're talking you're talking about people who think it's it's a perfectly reasonable thing to demand the government drug people who disagree with them in order to get them to cooperate. This is some fucking this is some serious dark ages stuff. This is medieval. <laughs> James R in the chat. We just found the people behind the mint gum conspiracy. <laughs> so true. I mean, this kind of thing is just, uh, it's horrifying. It is. <laughs> One step too far with a diamond. Addiction deficit disorder meds, Vaxorol. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that. We might we might investigate that a little further when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, after Christmas as well. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And one more here from Amberlina. Oh, this this looks very Christmassy. <laughs> this looks very Christmassy, Evelina. Thank you. From Teen Vogue. The last time we covered a Teen Vogue article, it's when they said, what did they say? Um, oh, it was something to do with racism. <laughs> if you go to the Teen Vogue Twitter page, it, you know, because I I don't know. I've never been a reader of Teen Vogue, obviously. I mean, I am a I am a man, and at one stage I was a boy. Now, I know Teen Vogue is for, like, girls, you know. Not so much women, but girls. And at one stage, believe it or not, I was a boy at one stage. And you'll be pleased to know I was a little fucking brat, <laughs> too. I was a little, little, little shit. <laughs> so, you know... I, but I never read Teen Vogue. So hand on heart, maybe I'm way off the mark here. But I was always of the assumption that Teen Vogue, when I was a boy, um, was about things like lip gloss and cute boy bands, right? Shit like that. You know, Boys to Men or what What was that other one? NSYNC, you know? NSYNC is releasing their hot new album. Here's a film clip. Oh my God, Joey looks so hot with his shirt open and his wax jet, right? That that was Teen Vogue. As far as I knew, that's what. Little did I know, little did I know the whole time they were teaching your 
daughters about racism, structural racism and white supremacy and how to masturbate. <laughs> Let's talk about how to masturbate. It's easy enough to get online and find articles that gleefully say things like go forth and masturbate, you liberated goddess, or learn about your body by figuring out what you like. But what if you're totally on board with that line of thinking and can't wait to get cracking, but don't know where to begin? I, I, find, I find these kinds of things just naturally sort themselves out eventually. Like, I've gen, I, this is a genuine belief of mine. I don't know why sex education, I don't know why sex ed is a thing. I don't. Because the people who try to say that sex ed is a thing, basically here's what happened, right? Here's a, here's a, a quick boiled down history of education in the Western world for you. We went a long, long, long time without feeling the need to teach sex to children in school. And then around the time of the 1960s, a whole bunch of quote unquote experts and university graduates and professors came out and they said, you know what? The world is changing and we need to talk about sex with your children in a classroom setting. We need to do it. I mean, there's a lot of diseases out there and people getting pregnant and stuff. We need to discuss these things with your kids. But if you think about it logically, humans have procreated for hundreds of thousands of years. They never needed to be taught how to fuck. And if you take the teacher and the students out of the classroom, it instantly becomes a fucking felony. <laughs> I am weary of any lesson plan that would be deemed a felony and a sexual crime if it weren't set within a school you know outside of a school you cannot tell you know 13 year olds how to masturbate in a school though no problem whatsoever which I've always found a little bit bizarre and then we go even further so we teach we do these lessons we teach kids about condoms and sex and masturbation and stuff in the classroom setting and then we send them out into the playground for lunch and we say to them, now, you're not allowed to hold hands or kiss. That's against school policy. <laughs> and we wonder why kids are growing up fucking confused. <laughs> okay, it goes into the types of masturbation. Okay, that, <laughs> that might be enough. What does an orgasm feel like? Look, here's, here's the thing. If you want to learn how to masturbate, don't read Teen Vogue. There's a tip for you. <laughs> there you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for that. Thank you for those additions. We appreciate you. I had so much more to get through, but um, I guess we're going to have to leave it for another time. Because I do have one final item here, ladies and gentlemen, that I want to play for you. And I just want to say thank you to all of you. Um, who have contributed this year to the show. 2020 has been a really fucking shitty year for a lot of reasons, but there have been some upsides. I was thinking about it before. We It hasn't been all rain for us here on the Daily Boogie in 2020, has it? We had some good times, didn't we? Do you remember John McAfee? That was fun. Remember all the John McAfee episodes? We had a laugh, man. We loved that guy. We loved that guy. So that was an upside. 
Uh, what else did we have? We we discovered toddles this year. We've made a bunch of new friends this year. You know, Kitty Beegs, for example, ladies and gentlemen in the chat. Our friends like Joy of Pessy, International Times, JJ Stoner, Major Tom, Frozen Asian, right? I was already friends with Winning TV. Victor Von Schroom. Right. So there's been some upsides. The John McAfee ones were special. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, what else did we have? We also had Remember the English Guy. Just imagine if you could. You can breathe through your pussy. I want you to imagine that you're breathing through your pussy. Right, right. Well, that was fun. The carton arcs. Yes, of course, the carton arcs. We discovered Toddles. Uh, and that's what I reckon. The Aussie chef. We love him on this show. So, you know, there's been some upsides. It has been a shitty year. But I do want to uh, thank all of you for joining us in 2020. I'll probably be back before the end of 2020 at some point. But I just want to thank everyone for their support. Uh, thank you for sharing the links. Thank you for downloading the podcast. You know, thank you for getting involved in the chat. Thank you so much for your support, you know, your tips and stuff during the year as well. It really does mean a lot. And, you know, thanks for being there, basically. So I want to play, I want to end uh, this show on the right note. Now, this is something that we've done probably the last three or four years, this, this particular clip on Christmas, um, nothing, nothing, this is going to be one of, this is one of those ones, if you haven't been here before, that you have to put your headphones in for, because it is a song, um, and nothing to me sounds more beautiful than, uh, when done correctly, at Christmas especially, uh, a boy's choir, ladies and gentlemen, so, to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Put your headphones in. There are some tremendous melodies and stuff in this clip. It's just beautiful. Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond. We created a fucking micronation. We did too. We did too. Lou the good dude with the diamond as well. You're quite right, Kimmy. The the nation of Boogie Stan was born. Uh, we gave away, what did we get? We gave away a dildo, a butt plug, a beach towel. We gave away a few Boogie Stan beach towels. James R, we should try a TAV reunion. Chris Mack can fall asleep again. Yeah, we should. We should. We absolutely should. We'll talk about it. We'll do something. We'll do something. Uh, winning TV with a diamond. Favorite moment, Diamond Bukaki. Yes, we had the Diamond Bukaki. That was fun. That was fun. But, <laughs> so thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us in 2020. I do want to play this clip. It is, it is absolutely beautiful. This one makes uh, the hair on the back of my neck stand up when I hear it. Um, it's ethereal. And like I said, if you've got a good set of headphones, put your headphones on or put them in because there are some amazing melodies in this. Christopher Hitchens once said, Christopher Hitchens was, he, he called himself an anti-theist and he wrote a book called God is Not Great. And he used to go around and pose this question to religious people. It was like his gotcha question. He would say, name um, name an action. He, he later changed it to a moral action. But he would say, name an action that a religious person can do that an atheist can't also do, right? And I think that perhaps the writing of these 
you know, Christmas carols and the one I'm going to show you specifically and just the, the beauty of how the melodies are structured together and stuff. And like I said, it, it, is, it gives me chills listening to this clip because it's so amazing. But melodies and everything, how they're structured and the sound and all of that stuff, I imagine might be very difficult for someone to do unless they had this kind of deep-seated belief within them at this time of year. So uh, thank you to everyone for joining us. I'm going to send you out on the right note. Uh, I will be back before 2021 at some point, but thank you everyone for joining us. Merry Christmas to everybody. And we'll take it out with this uh, from the King's Choir back in 2009. Like I said, if you've got headphones, turn it up. Just enjoy and listen uh, to all the melodies and stuff that's taking place here in this clip. You're going to love it. All right. And with that, so long, good night, good bless, God bless. Don't forget to follow all of our friends at Real Person Peel, TCS, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, JJ Stoner, Frozen Asian, uh, Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen, The Kimmy Show. You got The Kimmy Show. Uh, winning TV, I don't know if he's going to be on tomorrow night, but dlive.tv slash winning TV. Victor Von Shroom, UK Neil, Mr. America, The Beat of Truth, uh, Rusty in the chat, of course, Major Tom. Uh, Chamani and anyone else I may have forgotten. Uh, Merry Christmas. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.